Welcome back to Considerations from the Country from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. It's again joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, happy Sunday, Bill. Yep, today is the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, and today Father's going to reflect on the resurrection. So we'll start with today's gospel. Gospel according to St. Luke. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And likewise, all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now at the resurrection, whose wife will, will be that... Now at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise." That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. Gospel according to St. Luke. Father. Okay, good morning, y'all, and uh, happy Sunday. And, uh, you know, today, since it's Sunday, maybe you do go a little bit deeper and a little bit longer in a meditation since it's uh, the Lord's Day. And it's also a celebration of the resurrection and today's uh, readings, the first and the gospel, and you'll notice always in Mass, the first reading and the gospel are very similar. They're, they're, they complement each other. Speak about the reality of the resurrection of the body. And in the Creed, uh, we, we profess the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. So uh, three points we're going to look at today from the, the gospel is the reality of the resurrection of the body results in ramifications. So... Um, the reality, uh, Jesus. It says Jesus is. You know, we see here that Jesus is speaking of the resurrection to the Sadducees, uh, who did not believe in the resurrection, and and uh, sort of a biblical joke. That's why they're sad. You see, right? They do not believe in the resurrection, and uh, which, as someone who doesn't really believe in life everlasting, it is in essence a very sad reality. I remember uh, a couple years ago when I was in Laclade, I went to Chipotle for. A quick dinner and I was in line and uh, a young man turned to me and he said you're a priest I said yeah you Catholic he's a nah, I'm a fatalist <laughs> and what's a fatalist well it's, it's sort of similar to what the you know Sadducees were they were people that believed that all events were inevitable so one's choices and actions make no difference right that you what you do doesn't really have an impact because there is no afterlife mm-hmm. it's contrary to what uh, you know uh, Maximus says in Gladiator, what we do in life echoes in eternity. Is we're more of what we believe that we, there is an afterlife and we're shooting for it. And uh, so the, the Sadducees, they 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 really uh, struggled with certain beliefs. They did not believe in angels. They did not believe in the resurrection and other very important matters that we as Christians and and other you know faithful Jewish people did believe in. All right, but obviously that this teaching gives us a lot of hope. Now, also in that, and in the first reading, which if you go to Mass, you'll notice it's a the martyrdom of the first four brothers of the seven that are killed. And it says in that reading, it happened that seven brothers with their mother were arrested and tortured with whips and scourges by the king to force them to eat pork in violation of God's law. 
One of the brothers speaking to the other said, what do you expect to achieve by questioning us? We are ready to die rather than, to, to, than transgress the laws of our ancestors. At the point of death, he said, you accursed fiend. You are depriving us of this present life, but the king of the world will raise us up to live again forever. It is for his laws that we are dying. And we see here like this, this brother who's about to be uh, tortured to death. He's given the Braveheart speech. You know, he's kind of saying, you can take our lives, but you can't take our, our eternal life. And, um, and uh, so that is just a reality that we, we have hope in the resurrection. Remember this, folks, that it's all based on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, and we too, like him in our faith, have hope to rise again on the last day. All right. And the other thing is, the, is that our bodies will also rise on the last day. Okay, now, the second point, uh, Bill, you want to kind of chime in on that at all? No, you're good. Okay. You're good. All right, great. Uh, the second point is the results of the resurrected body. Now, you know, one of the teachings that's just, you know, I, I know during this month we, we focus on all souls. And right across or this office where I'm doing this podcast, right across the street through the window, there is a cemetery. And a lot of times it's very sobering to just kind of walk around the church and you, you look at all these tombstones, people that used to pray in this church and, you know, maybe set up for mass and sang in the choir and, and now they're dead. Um, but what do we know that they have, they're even either in heaven, hell or purgatory. That is reality. But one reality, uh, one reality is that, and the result of the resurrection of the body is that on the last day, when Jesus comes to judge the living and the dead, everybody will, <laughs> their bodies will be united with the soul forever, whether in, they're in heaven and hell. But if you're, if you go to heaven with your resurrected body, I want to kind of share, what will that body be like? And I think we, we have to realize that the body will be like Jesus's resurrected body. This is very interesting. Now, the first result of the resurrected body, which I can't wait for, is called impassibility. And so what does that mean? It means that our glorified body can suffer no corruption or pain. That means we will never fall apart again. Right? We will never get up achy and sore. We will never break anything. We will never have arthritis. We will have nothing in our bodies that, uh, that uh, give pain. And we will not, I mean, just will never experience pain ever again in our bodies. Uh, they are spiritual bodies, and uh, they will not experience any type of pain. Someone say, hallelujah. Now, the second thing is they will experience subtlety, St. Thomas says. And what this means, um, that our bodies will be not subject to any laws of material nature. Nothing will stand in our way. So, and this becomes very clear. When we look at Jesus' resurrected body in John chapter 20, verse 19, when Jesus walks through the walls of the locker room to get to disciples, that is what subtlety is. And we, too, will be able to walk through walls. <laughs> that is kind of cool. You know, I mean, all of us have probably had that experience. Maybe you haven't. I have where you walk into a glass door, right? Uh, never again will that uh, either lead to a breaking of the door or the hurting of our head. Uh and so that is the second thing that we will experience. The, the fourth thing, the third thing is that we will, um, we will also uh, experience uh, what is called, um, uh, is called clarity. Now, what this means is a brightness 
uh, and the glory of the blessed will overflow from head to the rest of the body. That our bodies will shine, and um, and 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 also something that's very interesting that our glorified bodies will be marked by something that got us to heaven. So, a lot of times when you see sort of the uh, statues of of bodies, you'll notice that sometimes they'll be depicted with you know a scar or something that they that they sacrificed for God. Um, and so what that means is John the Baptist might have some sort of scar around his neck, you know, to point to the fact that he gave his life for God, like the, the son in the first reading, um, because he would not refuse to change his stance on John the Baptist's adulterous relationship. And rather than give up his faith, he, he was martyred. And so we might have some kind of um, like, cool-looking scars with us, but they will be glorified. Like Jesus Christ in his resurrected body still has the five wounds. And we too might have some kind of wound uh, with us. Um, and um, now the, 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 I guess like one last point here is that, um, is that our bodies also will be able to uh, do whatever, uh, we want it to do. So in other words, um, we will be able to move, uh, go someplace just by thinking it. All right. So no longer in heaven will we have to drive anywhere, which is so cool. We'll just say, Hey, uh, take me to, you know, you know, whatever. So-and-so's house. Boom. We're there. Uh, we can think it like, and, and we will go there. Uh, we will also be able to dunk in heaven, uh, we will have the power to do things that we could not do on earth. I spent my whole life when I jumped like a white boy, never was able to dunk. I was able to grab the rim one time, uh, but that was only once. So these things will be done in heaven. So very cool. All right, last point, ramifications. And now I guess the other thing too is like if you're looking at all these teachings of the resurrection of body, look at the culture today and look at how they treat their bodies and how they sort of look at the body whether it's alive or dead. So if this body, which it is, is going to be resurrected on the last day and united with the soul forever, and it's not just a corpse, do we treat it like a corpse? And so do we have the right to cut it up, drug it up, change it or whatever? The simple answer is no, not really. You know, there has, there are some limitations to what we can do with this body. You know, now, Obviously, we have to take care of the body. At times, we have to take certain drugs to help the body. We have to assist the body. Sometimes we have to do surgery to the body. But these are all sort of medicinal things that we should do to help the body. But I would argue against the fact that we have rights to change the body in ways that God did not want us to change the body, right? Um, you know, we can do this more on a, on a future podcast. But, you know, once again, um, you know, how do we treat the body? And even when the body is dead. Right. I mean, look at how people treat the body of a deceased person today in our culture. I mean, uh, you know, we uh, I've seen many times where you go to a person's house and on the mantelpiece is, you know, a nice little urn and with a picture. And you say, well, who is that? That's my dad. And you're like, what's dad doing on the mantelpiece? Well, you know, I like to keep him around. Well, we can't do this. And the Vatican decreed several years ago that the ashes of loved ones have no place in the home and certainly not in jewelry. It urged that cremated remains be preserved in cemeteries or other approved sacred places. Why? Once again, 
these instructions given by the Holy Father and the Church reiterate the Roman Catholic Church's preference for burial over cremation on, on line why it will rise up on the last day. So there we have it. Do you look at our bodies? And, and the good news is that if we die in the state of grace, like this holy man in the gospel and those who follow you know, our Lord uh, to, to death do them part and die in the state of sanctifying grace, that the good news, well, it might not seem like good news, but the good news is that the body will be united to the soul, but this body will be perfect. This body will not suffer. This body will be able to go and do things it never did before, and this body will live forever. So there we have it, folks. Uh, take a look at your body and look forward to that new improved version that God will give us on the last day. Great. Blessing for the day, Father. Sure. To the intercession of St. Uh, Cecilia. May God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.